Yer, yer, yer. This is the Just Live Show coming with you guys. Episode 3 recording on October 27th, 2020. Uh, first thing, I just want to thank everybody for all the continued support that you guys have shown since I first released my first ep- couple of episodes with this podcast. Um, it really means a lot. Again, I never, I'm not really looking to do much, of course, with this podcast. It is just something that's for fun, but again, it does mean a lot. So um, feel free, like I said, to continue to give me feedback or constructive criticism on anything I can do to improve the show. Um, I want to make sure that I'm at least entertaining you guys uh, and giving you guys what you need to, what you, or what you guys want to hear. So uh, again, thank you. Um, and here's to the show for the day. So for my first topic, I'm not sure uh, how far you guys are really paying attention to NBA news lately, um, now that the season's over, but uh, I did want to touch on something that I saw over this past weekend. Uh, There was a video that surfaced of uh, Shaq doing an interview, it sounded like a radio interview, uh, and it was um, some more criticism pretty much towards Dwight Howard. Um, I do have an audio recording of it. It probably won't, for the ones that don't make out what Dwight Howard is saying in the beginning, um, I'll explain it after the video, but I just wanted to show it to you guys so you guys get an understanding of it. Here you guys go. I just wanted to touch on that. Like I said, I mean, I just feel like that was just on call for on Shaq because anybody who paid attention to the Lakers title run this year, it was clear that Dwight Howard did bring impact to this playoff run that, you know, turned into obviously a championship. Uh, anytime we needed to make key adjustments and get JaVale McGee up out of there, Dwight Howard provided some key defensive t- uh, energy, offensive, defensive reboundings. He was there to make things physical and a paint for guys like Jokic and uh, later Bam Adebayo or whoever he was just guarding in the paint. So, I mean, I I wanted to bring that to you guys' attention. I wasn't sure if anybody really heard of that. If you guys um, have any, if you guys can, what do you guys think about that? I mean, uh, I think, like I said, I I think it's on call for Shaq, in my opinion, sounds like a hater. I really never understood why he had his beef with Dwight Howard. He seems to be one of those, uh, Shaq seems to be one of those Hall of Famers that picks feuds with certain players. Dwight Howard's one of them. Uh, as you guys know, he has very strong criticism of Joel Embiid. Uh, so yeah, just let me know what you guys think about that. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree with Shaq that Dwight Howard shouldn't be as happy as he was to win a championship? Or do you think he's tripping? <laughs> Uh, moving on to the next topic, though, uh, that was kind of the, uh, it for NBA news. There isn't a whole lot of that going until really the offseason really starts. But my next topic, it is going to be into some, into some football news. Uh, 
actually it was actually made official today for Des Bryant but Des Bryant and Antonio Brown they have been signed to two teams uh reporting on Friday I believe it was Ian Rappaport had reported that uh Antonio or Des Bryant was going to be signing with the Ravens practice squad pending a workout and um it was confirmed today that they actually signed him so that workout obviously went well and you honestly have to be happy for Dez. I mean, he's been out of the league for the past two, almost three years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he went out with an Achilles injury when he was working out with the Saints. And just to see him back in the league, getting his chance with the Ravens, who's in a, a contender, you have to give him his props. And you just have to hope that he can finally just stay healthy. Um, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, he um, definitely could use all the weapons he could use, he could get. Um but yeah, and like I said, also Antonio Brown, he did obviously get resigned too. He linking up back with Tom Brady up in Tampa Bay. You have to think Tom, uh, Tom Brady had everything to do with that signing, obviously. Uh, Bruce Arians did uh, try and uh, state that yesterday that Tom Brady didn't have anything to do with the signing, but everybody in the mama knows that <laughs> Tom Brady signed off on that. I mean, Bruce Arians was quoted earlier this year saying he had no interest in signing Antonio Brown because of the off the field incident. Now all of a sudden he signed after the after his suspension is due to be uh, over this week. So I just thought it was funny. Uh, but like I said, Antonio Brown being added to the Buccaneers that's just going to be one hell of an offense. I mean they're already clicking on all cylinders it looks like. Uh, so now you're adding a future Hall of Famer Antonio Brown. Now you have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller. You still have Leonard Fournette. You got Gronk, and then you have uh, uh, Break uh, Tyler or the other tight end Break. So, I mean, really, they just have a whole bunch of weapons. Their defense is looking really well. The Buccaneers are a team that will be reckoned, one to reckon with down the line. So, what do you guys think of those signings? Do you guys think Des Bryant and Antonio Brown are going to make noise? Um, what team do you guys think goes farther between those two? Let me know what you think. Um, well, one other thing I just wanted to touch base on is the sorry-ass Cowboys now. All uh, for all my Cowboy fans, I am going to get into it right here. So uh, maybe you guys just tune out of it, I guess. But you guys are 2-5 and five at this point. You're coming off a loss to the Washington football team. Uh, Kyle Allen put up one, 15 out of 25 pass attempts for 194 yards and a, two touchdowns. I mean, Danny, I mean, ah, man. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Danny Dalton, he threw for 9 and 19, 75 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, this, this, I mean, I, I guess really my whole point of it is what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys, guys. I mean, as much hype as they get throughout the year, I mean, yeah, Dak is hurt, but even before Dak finally went out with his ankle injury, this team was already on the uh, on the on a on a down going down a, a, a spiral downhill. Just you know, just typical season, maybe heading for eight and eight. Uh, gonna be already in a sorry division, NFC East. They're battling out, and right now they're in third place. And after their loss with the Washington football team, so uh, I don't know, guys. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, he looks like he's honestly, I mean, I did take a lot of slack, uh, or a lot of hate really over the summer before uh, the football, this football season started. I was one of those people that were hyping up Z, calling him a top three back because the statistics they do prove it. Uh, a lot of people were, you know, using the offensive line that the Cowboys had as the reason why. But at this moment, Ezekiel Elliott, he is making me look bad. And don't even get me started on Amari Cooper. He's he's so, he's so over. I don't, he's not overrated, but people hype him up to be 
one of the great receivers of the league. And I mean, he just, I don't know, man. He just, he just doesn't show up enough with me. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think of the Cowboys season? Their defense is horrible. They're on a pace to set all these records in a negative way of most yards, most points, and whatever else they're going to give up. Who needs to get fired in Dallas? Is it is it Mike McCarthy? Is it Mike Nolan? One more thing. Did you guys know that the Dallas Cowboys trended yesterday because their defensive coordinator got Tabasco in his eye? This man was in a conference and he wiped his eye and then they had to stop it because this man got tap or Tabasco, whatever hot sauce it was in his eye. He literally said, I got some hot sauce in my eyes. Guys, that is the Dallas Cowboys for you. I'm going to head over to the next topic here. Uh, and speaking of Cowboys, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Dak Heat has been out uh, for the past few weeks because of his ankle surgery. Andy Dalton obviously doesn't look like he's going to get the job done. Do you guys think it might be time for a cap maybe to get the call from Dallas? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of teams that could use cap. I mean, at this point, we all know he's being blackballed. But uh, it's just I wonder if teams are really going if the Cowboys are serious about, you know, getting their getting their season back on track. Calling cap would be pretty much the only thing to save it unless they're just really willing to tank. Uh, but yeah, like I said, going into the next topic, uh, I wanted to recap my week seven game picks. I picked three different games uh, to have three different results, you know, obviously uh, predictions followed by. First one I wanted to recap is the Raiders and Bucks, Buccaneers. Uh, Raiders, fucking Raiders. <laughs> Tom Brady gave it to them. They, they, the Buccaneers won 45 to 20. I did pick this game right. Uh, Tom Brady went crazy on him. He threw for 369 yards, four touchdowns. I can see by the uh, passing attempts, 33 of 45, he looked like he possibly did a whole lot of short and immediate passes like he's known to do. A lot of think and dunk. I can see it now. Lynn Fournette had six catches for 47 yards. Ronald Jones, one catch, two yards. Uh, Scotty Miller. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they, they just had a whole bunch of cats it looks like doing a whole bunch of intermediate baby dunk play action type passes uh that's whatever the play is uh play action type passes but tom brady he's known for all of that and trust as a charter fan i've spent plenty of sundays watching him pick and pick our defense apart with those type of passes and really there's no stopping him once he gets it done uh or once he's on fire so uh, it looks like i picked that game correctly sorry ass Raiders. Uh, Tom Brady, he did take a celebratory uh, video uh, like he usually does after he uh, wins against, uh, you know, the teams he plays on Sundays. And usually he may, he takes those videos at home. But Tom Brady made this video this week in the middle of the stadium, of the Raiders stadium, their newly built stadium. And I don't know how much more disrespectful that could get. So on to the next game. Uh, I did uh, want to choose. I did choose between the Steelers and the Titans. Uh, I did pick this game correct again. Steelers, they took this one 27-24. This one seemed like it was a physical game. Uh, I did catch glimpses of it when I was on red zone. I didn't really pay too much attention to it. But uh, like I said, Pittsburgh did win. Big Ben, he does look like he obviously turned the ball over quite a lot. Three interceptions, two picks. 
he did throw for 268 yards um but you know those interceptions obviously they do um obviously they can turn out to be disastrous for the team so yes i obviously cut that down but i have one thing that i did say last week's episode of my podcast as long as the sailors contain derrick henry then they obviously had a good chance of taking the win and containing is what they did he did get 20 he had 20 carries for only a total of 75 yards he did score a touchdown but again for me the reason the whole reason why I say Derrick Henry is quote unquote overrated is because for someone to be as big as he is as being a 6'3", 250 plus pound running back, I mean, it should be obviously easy to get the numbers that he gets. Uh, For him um, to get only 75 yards, that obviously means that's obviously going to be an average or maybe below average day for him for some for the numbers he's at least putting up this year. So Sailors contained him. They took the dub. Um, That was pretty much the key to the game in that one. So uh, I did pick that game right. And as far as my last game, Jay Harbaugh and the Chargers (laughs) played the Jaguars and we took that game as well. So I went three and oh this week. Uh, J- Justin Herbert, he's honestly looking like a slam dunk shoe-in for the rookie of the year. Obviously, his biggest competition is Joe Burrow. But Justin Herbert, if you watch the Charter game, he just put the team on his back. I mean, yeah, you could say, yeah, it's the Jaguars or whatever the case is. But Justin Herbert, obviously, nobody knew he'd be this good, including me. And at this point, he's just just making everybody look foolish at this point. He's got PFF backpedaling. He's got me backpedaling everybody. Justin Herbert threw for 347 yards, three touchdowns. He was the team's leading rusher for nine carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Keenan Allen ate all day, 10 receptions for 125 yards. Defense had five sacks on the day. We just really got after the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, again, we won 39 to 29. We did have a slip up at one point where it looked like we were going to have a typical Chargers game where we give up a lead and we lose, which is what we, um, well, we did give up a lead. We were at one point losing 21 to 16 after being up 16 to 0 in the first half. Uh, but then, like I said, Justin Herbert just put the team on his back and ultimately carried us to a win. So, uh, I would like I said, I did go three and zero for Week Seven's game picks. Uh, I wanted to continue the trend and keep it going for Week Eight, so I picked uh, three more games to pick from. First one that I want to pick from is going to be the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. As far as this game, the Chicago Bears just did lose yesterday to the Los Angeles Rams. They look like they still possibly have a quarterback problem on their hands. Are they going to go back to Mitch Trubisky? Nick Foles has looked pretty average and not so good lately. Um, I think he's he had two picks yesterday. Um, one I know he had in a red zone. Um, but yeah, they're going against the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees and them boys, they are 4-2. Uh, Drew Brees has 11 touchdowns, 3 picks, 1,600 yards on the year. Uh, the big key here is for the Saints is, are they going to have Michael Thomas? Are they going to have Emmanuel Sanders? Both of those players have been out um, at least the last couple of weeks for Sanders or, or or not Sanders, Michael Thomas. He's been out for the last few weeks, actually. Michael Sanders, I think, was put on a COVID list last week. So um it should be interesting for those to keep track of the injuries. But ultimately, I do think the Saints will take this game. I honestly don't believe in Chicago's offense. I never really did until they get a new quarterback. They, um, I don't understand. I don't really see them ever really being a contender. Uh, who knows? We'll see. 
but um, I do see the Saints will win, or I do think the Saints will win this game. So on to my second game of the week, I did choose the Steelers and the Ravens. This game is honestly my game of the week. Ravens are five and one, Steelers are still undefeated at six and oh. I have the Ravens winning this game. I feel like, um, especially because Big Ben, he does turn the ball over. I mean, he has 13 touchdowns to four picks, but like I said, Big Ben is giving me Philip Rivers vibes right now. I feel like he's gonna, uh, start he's gonna press for like he's gonna feel the need to press too much especially against this defense I feel like they're gonna force him to turn the ball over and if Lamar Jackson can have a superhuman day the type of performance that made him the MVP last week or last year I really think the Steelers or Ravens can come out of here with the dub so I'm gonna go with the Ravens in this one um and then for my last pick of the week I won't I'm gonna go ahead and choose between the Chargers and the Broncos Broncos. Uh, reason being is because um, I do want to special or I do want to uh, focus on the matchup in this game. Really, against the Broncos, the Chargers have always struggled, especially going to Denver. Uh, we've always struggled against their pass rush. Our offensive line is poo, but if you're a Charger fan, you already know. So I think a key here, even with Von Miller being out, the Broncos still have Bradley Chubb. And realistically, if Vic Fan or Vic Fangio, whatever their head coach's name is, as long as he dials up the right amount of blitzes, especially since he's a defensive-minded head coach, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Justin Herbert being pressured and running from his life that day. Uh, but if Justin Herbert is uh, able to avoid pressure and just sling it, the sling the ball to these receivers that we have, these weapons, um, I think ultimately we will be able to get the job done. I think a key here is to see if we are able to get any more key players back from injury. I know Chris Harris is still out. That would be big if we could get him back, especially to, for him to play against his old team. That might be more motivation. Uh, but ultimately, I just think we're going to take the dub here. Justin Herbert has 1,500 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, three picks. Uh, Keenan Allen, 44 reception, 48, 481 yards, two touchdowns. Drew Locke, I mean, there was a lot of hype going for him. He is coming off an injury, but he only has 679 yards, one touchdowns, four picks. Melvin Gordon is going to be um, starting most likely for this game. Tajon Lindsey, or not Tajon, uh, Peyton Lindsey, whatever his name is. Lindsey, the running back from Denver. Uh, he did get a... Uh, concussion last week so that possibly could be something to keep an eye out for so Melvin Gordon going against his former team that should be interesting Philip Lindsay is his name the running back uh, but yeah so I do ultimately think like I said the Chargers will take this dub um, I think Justin Herbert if he can get a dub this week again will be three and four will be most likely a game out of the uh, the wild card spot for the uh, AFC so uh, realistically, that's looking really good. He's going to be uh, already, like I said, in the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year uh, picture against Joe Burrow. But I mean, all he has to do is really just continue to get wins. I mean, I didn't expect playoffs this year, but if he can continue to win us games and we end up in the playoffs, I mean, this is a slap. Number six pick would have been a slam dunk. We would have, we, like, we couldn't have moved on from Phillip Rivers at a nicer, in a nicer way. Uh, so moving on from there. 
um, I do want to uh, add a new segment into uh, the sports edition of the podcast. It's going to be uh, my NFL weekly power rankings. It's going to feature my top five teams that are performing well for the week. Uh, so for my top five, starting with number five, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are five and two right now. Tampa Bay um, is looking really good right now. Like I said, Tom Brady's really performing at MVP level. Uh, if I think if I'm not mistaken, Antonio Brown is out for one more week and then they're going to add him. But the Bucks are firing, are, fl- are firing on all cylinders. Their defense is really well as well. Uh, it's really well coached as well. So um, they are my number five team. Number four, I have Seattle Seahawks. They did just come off of win, a low loss against the Arizona Cardinals. But um, I can never just, I can't just, you know, make them fall out of my top five. Russell Wilson is still probably a top three candidate for MVP right now. He had one slip up of a game, but I really do anticipate. I do think they will bounce back next week. DK Metcalf and them boys will bounce back. And um, as long as they get, they need to really get Jamal Adams back realistically. That defense is kind of horrid right now. It's scaring me. But as long as uh, Russell Wilson is still on that team and he's healthy, I don't put anything past him. Um, Number three team, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I do have them there because, again, Lamar Jackson is still coming off his MVP season. He still is probably, if he's not in his prime, he's in his prime already. Um, uh, That defense is still ferocious. They can get after the quarterback. Like I said, they do play Big Ben and them boys this week. So I do think that they will be able to take advantage and show why I think they are a top five team. So stay tuned to that. Uh, my number two team right now, I do have the Chiefs. Chiefs, they are um, my number two spot, our spot because obviously Patrick Mahomes, they have a, a luxury of weapons. They did, they did just sign Le'Veon Bell as well last week. I didn't report that, um, but they ended up signing him. Uh, so realistically, Andy Reid just has them looking really well. Uh, their defense, I don't know how they're continuing to get it done. They don't have a whole lot of uh, star or really quality starters, it seems like. They have a whole bunch of no-name defensive players, it seems like, that are really playing their roles well. So uh, they are my number two team. And then you have number one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, They are undefeated at 6-0, coming off of a really good game against the Tennessee Titans. Like I said, they shut Derrick Henry down, who everybody was hyping up over the, like I said, just the highlight runs that he's had all year. But Big Ben, Mike Tomlin, TJ Wadden, boys, they have everybody firing on all cylinders. So they are my number one team. Let's see who stays um, undefeated or who's let's see who stays in my top five or really who is the better team between the Steelers and the Ravens. We'll see. Um, But yeah, that is my top five teams uh, for my power rankings. Uh, I do want to just give a quick recap. My number five team is my is are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number four are the Seattle Seahawks. Number three, Baltimore Ravens. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so that is the show for today, guys. Uh, one more thing I just wanted to quickly say again, I do appreciate all the love that you guys have shown. Um, I do want to give a quick preview. I do have a show coming up this week, um, later this week with a special guest. It is somebody uh, that I am sure you guys will obviously love to hear and tune into. Um, so uh, again, if you guys have any questions or comments, obviously hit me up on Twitter, Justice Massive One. Uh, make sure you guys, if you guys 
love the podcast make sure you guys leave a comment or uh leave a um, a star rating wherever podcast platform you are listening to it would be much appreciated but other than that i uh, thank you guys for tuning in again and we'll see you guys next episode thanks